Hello, friends. This is Emma and Kate with A Voice for the Voiceless. Uh, Emma is going to be telling us a story today. Before we jump right in, we each have some funny little quips to share. You want to go first? Sure. So, as you know, I'm a teacher, and I, you know, I I teach math and science. That's my, what I teach all day long. So, I have two classes, and my first class is lovely. They're both lovely classes. I'm not, I mean, there's some, you know, behaviors, but that's normal with any, any class. And so, I was teaching my butt off. Like, I was like this is what you do. And the, you know, and I, I asked a question in relation to the, um, the problem, the problem was 56 for 54 minus six. And they were supposed to get to a benchmark number and benchmark numbers are 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. So my question was, what is the benchmark number that is, is below, uh, you know, between 50 and 60, what is the benchmark number? And, all the kids raised their hand, and, and I was like, I picked a number, and I didn't pick the number. I just looked it around, and I was like, hmm, I'll ask this particular student. So she raised her hand, and she and I said, okay, what is the benchmark number that we're trying to look for? And she goes, my brother's birthday is today, and we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, are you kidding me? I- <laughs> That's very important, I- you know. <laughs> I'm teaching my butt off here. And you get about Chuck E. Cheese. She's like, blah, 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 math. Anyway, pizza and games. <laughs> and a big scary mouse. Oh, so I was like, oh my God. That is not the scary what we're doing. So I, I said, you know what? Do you know it? Like, and then she's just looked at me all blank. And so I went to the next student. But I was just like, are you kidding me? I worked really hard on this lesson. Like, I memorized it. I practiced in the mirror. I'm actually <laughs> taking my, is it my first? I think it's my first subbing gig of this year after leaving mm-hmm. the district last year. And yeah. it's in kindergarten. So I'm sure I'll have something to share. <laughs> <laughs> My age group is always so fun and quirky. Yeah, kindergarten is uh, very fun because they have, you know, their first time in a setting. And so they they really don't think about school. They're just They're like, I have new friends and you. this room is filled with books and toys. Stop talking to me about this stuff. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so my few funny stories, they're not very long. So first of all, this uh, morning we ran to the grocery store. We try to go kind of early-ish because the county we live in is so bizarre. Well, maybe it's everywhere. I don't know, but it feels worse than anywhere I've lived before. The grocery stores go insane on the weekends here. Mm-hmm. But if you go early enough, everyone's either sleeping in or at church or whatever. And so we're there and we're across like the county. Um, I say that like it's really far, but like 15 minutes from my house and near my house is where the only Starbucks is. So I was like, so we'll be like 15 minutes away and I can place the order. And by the time we get across the county back to where we live, our order will be ready. And we won't have had to wait in line with everyone else in this county who's going to the only Starbucks. And I opened the app and it goes, 
order ahead no longer available. And I was like, I've been betrayed. (laughs) (laughs) And so we get home and John kindly makes my tea that I love to get because it's just green tea. I can technically do it at home. It's just, you know, it's it's so different when you can make someone else do it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then I go to make zucchini bread because it just felt like this delicious thing to make at this crossover between summer and fall. And I get it all prepared, put it in the pan, put it in the oven. Then I'm cleaning out my mixer and my beater. And wrapped around the beater is a long, reddish-purple hair. And I was like, and it's my hair. <laughs> but my hair was up because I knew I was going to be baking. So I'm like, where did this rogue hair come from? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you're welcome, family, for your purple hair zucchini bread <laughs> deliciousness. <laughs> And then my my final little funny story is our orange cat is absolutely, completely terrified of John for no apparent reason, because John would barely hurt a fly. Mm -hmm. So I ordered him cat hemp treats that are supposed to, like, get him little happy cat stoned. (laughs) So my oldest and John scared him out out from under my bed and got him downstairs and closed my bedroom door, because that's, like, his safe zone. Mm -hmm. And he's supposed to have three treats per 10 pounds and he's almost 20 pounds so I gave him like a little pile of five treats and he's too scared to eat so I just like leave them right there by him and I try to stay nearby because my dog keeps trying to steal them and she's only seven pounds by the way mm-hmm. and then I get distracted and wander off I come back my dog ate all the she's going to be so stoned oh no <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> sleep until I don't know when so she got him huh? yeah she did she was a happy uh, little flame well she's probably knocked out somewhere now <laughs> She's, she's like mama's gone Get her. she's definitely Ow. not anxious right now <laughs> what about the kitty cat were you able to get her you know he took a few nibbles but he just you know cats are those and dogs probably too they if they're nervous or scared they're not going to be eating or drinking or doing anything yeah i just yeah. don't know why he's so terrified no one has ever hurt him here not even when he gets into naughty cat business all we do is shoo him away it makes that there's no i guess there's not logic behind anxiety so yeah, you're right. There isn't any logic behind anything but yeah. mental health related, right. even with ca- animals. Yeah, and mm. humans. <laughs> and humans. So well, that's kind of funny. You're the little doggy. Um, I I I was thinking, man, I would want some of those trees because <laughs> I want to be sleeping right now. I'm just kidding. I'm happy to be here talking to you. I'm excited. Well, I'm very curious to hear your case. Yeah, I'm doing another disappearance today. I'm on a little roll here because, you know, like we talked about at the last case, that our parent, our mama hearts just like want to get them found. Yeah. For I can't for imagine living kids. with no answers. <clears throat> no answers. Like any answer is better than no answers because then you just have you have this hope and you just carry it with you. And then, you you know, sometimes it goes to a point where you you're no longer alive and you're just the whole time and you yeah. never know what happened to your babies. I can't even imagine. <clears throat> so I'm doing another disappearance and this disappearance, um, uh, is called the disappearance of Bryce Lapisa. Did I say that right? <laughs> I think so. That's how I feel like I've heard his name said. Okay. I, uh, will, I will link it in the show notes, but I also want to say I got all my sources from all that's interesting.com and affairpost.com. Okay. So that they will be linked into the show notes. Um, 
So let's get right into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. So Bryce was the young man born in Springfield, Illinois, on the lovely day of April 30th, 1994. I say lovely because I think of April as this beautiful springtime. I don't know if it really is springtime or like in between. I think it is spring because I don't think summer starts till like uh, near the end of June. So he was the only child born to Michael and Karen Lapisa. A little bit about Bryce is he was six feet tall, so he's a very tall boy. <laughs> he loved art and was a social person. Unlike me, I'm not very social. <laughs> <clears throat> At the time, he had a girlfriend named Kim, and he graduated from Naperville High School. Hmm. After high school, he went on to uh, be a graphic design student at Sierra College in Rockland, California. So at the time of his disappearance, he was a sophomore in school. So second year. I'd also like to note that Bryce was a happy kid, but shortly before his disappearance, his behavior kind of became erratic and different. He started drinking, which wasn't like himself. He was very depressive. and, And so it... This was just not... He was just very uncommon right before his disappearance. That's it. I wonder if that kind of led or had any kind of... Impact on... Impact. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to the actual disappearance. Okay. August 28, 2013, Bryce called his mom. His mom was worried about him, so that's good that he called and she could check. He, she could check on him when she could, he called. Right. He at the time he was at his girlfriend's house, and she, his girlfriend, noticed how um, inebriated he was. So she taken his keys, and but the, he got she got on the phone with his mom, and his mom convinced her to give the keys back. So she, then after she got the, he got the keys back, his mom told Bryce that to go home and rest. Okay. Um, so then, so that was uh, now in the early, we're now in the early mornings of August 29th. That was August 28th. So in the early morning of August 29th, about 1 a.m., Bryce called his mom again. His uh, mom thought when he called at 1 a.m. that she he was actually at his apartment, um, which is an hour drive south of Rockland. So he's that's where his apartment is. He she thought that he was there at 1 a.m. Okay, but he was not. So about 11 a.m. his mother his mom was notified. So at 1 a.m. His mom called, he called his mom. And then at 11 a.m., he was notified that Bryce had used the insurance roadside assistance service that they have paid for, and Bryce used it. And a name, uh, a man named Christian, the owner of the Castro Tire and Gas um, in town of Button Willow, I hope I said that right, (laughs) said that he delivered uh, three gallons of gasoline to their son after he ran out of fuel around 9 a.m. So there's these hours in between that there's, we don't know what's happening between 1 a.m. and 9 a.m. when he got his gas and then 11 a.m. when she got, they got notified that he used this, the insurance. So Christian, the the shop owner, offered to return to the spot where he had seen LaPisa at when he notified the parents, he said, okay, I, I will go back for you. What a nice man. To the spot. 
Yeah, I know. I I mean, especially because in California, they're really busy usually all the time. So, I mean, that was really nice then. He did that. <clears throat> so, he returned and found that Bryce hadn't moved. So, yeah, it's weird. Why didn't he move? He gave him the gas and he didn't move at all. So, Christian, the shop owner, came up to him and told him that his parents are worried about him. And he called them to let him know their son's location. So, he told Bryce that he's worried about his parents' worried, And then he called the parents and said, this is where he's located. So, after that, Bryce had agreed to make his drive home. And so, the tire shop watched as he drove, off, or drove away from Bryce around 3 p.m. Excuse me, sorry. I drank a, a, a cherry Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> I love cherry Dr. Pepper, but I get uh, hiccups. <clears throat> so we we went from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., those hours in between where we know nothing what happened, where he was at. Then the shop owner went back to him, and around 3 p.m. is when he decided to... He said, I'll start driving home. Okay. That's a long time to be spaced is, out like that. Yeah. It's a very long time. So then after the, he agreed, this was after he agreed, hours had passed, and there's been no updates on Bryce on how to get home. So if he got home. So his parents decided to file a missing persons case. Don't blame him. Uh, and the police went right away and found him from cell phone pings. And they reported back to his parents saying he was okay and comprehensible. And the police told Bryce his parents were worried and tried to get back home. Bryce then went back on the I-5 and his parents were relieved to hear that he's back on his way home and he will get home soon. Do we know how long this drive typically would take if things were going normally? No, I couldn't find that. I just knew that where his apartment is would have been an hour. So I think. I feel I'm like on went some on docu series I watched some years ago, I feel mm-hmm. like they said it was like two or three hours, but I could be totally wrong. It could be. I was looking through online sources. I wasn't able to re- watch any docu series on this one. And they didn't have anything there. But it probably was two or three. This makes sense if it was two or three hours. But <clears throat> so six hours after the phone. Okay, so at 2 a.m. on August 30th, this is a whole 24 hours about this whole order happened. It just gave me goose goosebumps. Yeah. Bryce called his mom saying he was too tired to keep driving and he was going to pull over and rest. So his mom agreed, and at this point, it's been 24 hours since the whole ordeal started. So I, as a parent, even though I am scared that they're on the side of a road, I'd rather them be on the side of the road with doors locked than, you know, driving, possibly killing somebody else because they're so tired. Okay, I don't want to sound like I'm judging the family or the parents because I'm not. But Mm -hmm. as a parent myself, if I keep getting these weird phone calls that my kids, like just behaving so oddly and they're just two three hours away i'm getting in my car and i'm going myself true i think i well as a parent i would even let him drive home knowing that the girlfriend figured that didn't feel he was well enough 
to drive home because he was inebriated. Right. I would have agreed. That was me too. Like, I would yeah. be like, you need to sober up and I'm on my way to help you. So, I think that that was the first choice. But, you know, we're all in that situation. We don't really know how to react to I know. To. And maybe it's one of those things where, since he's, like, technically an adult now and on his own, they're like, we're going to try to let you be independent, but get home so we can make sure you're safe. Yeah. <clears throat> so, six hours after the phone call, that phone call, this was at 2 a.m. when he called his parents and said he can't drive anymore, and he pulled over. Um, six hours after that, his mom had a visitor at her door. And this was the California police officer, and they were there to tell her that his car had been found near Kastiak. It's C A S T A I C. Oh, is this the like state park or whatever? Mm hmm. Okay. So the lake, it, sh- it showed no signs that anyone was near his car um, or anybody was near his car. His belongings were in there, but the window was broken into. So that's kind of weird. Um, his belongings still being in there, but the window was broken. I mean, maybe an animal did that. I don't know. So do you, did your sources say, was there any signs of like, perhaps he was injured, like blood or anything like that? No. So this, yeah, nothing. Okay. It says Bryce wasn't anywhere to be found. There was his police. No, he turned into access road about two fifteen. but that is it. And just like he disappeared, it's like he disappeared into thin air. Police have searched the lake and found nothing. Dogs had sniffed, but the last known scent was a nearby truck stop. Hmm. So no remains have been found. He's still considered missing. And just like this, the other case I did, theories is is he meant to disappear. He wanted to. Um, no clues have been provided, and his parents are still searching for him. So sad. Yeah. But, yeah, that, from those sources, they said there's nothing around. No blood, no... Okay. No, uh, other than the window being smashed, That's there what was, I was going to say. If something, like, flew around his car or he hit it or something, you'd think there'd be... Like blood or something, but I I don't know what have, could have happened. I mean, I almost wonder because I never remember thinking this when I watched the docu series, and I can't recall which one it was. I'll try to look it up so we can include it in the case notes if anyone wants to view it. Yeah, I feel like one of the theories that went around was maybe he did wreck somewhere or another. Well, he did obviously, but and maybe there was some sort of head injury or also he was already behaving outside his normal behavior and he just walked to that truck stop and got, you know, you people get rides from truckers all the time or even yeah. someone else just parked there resting and just into the nether. I mean, I'd almost, even though it gives no closure to his parents, I'd rather that than something really terrible having happened to him. Do you think he went into a a truck and just I don't know if off. I think that but that's one of the theories I heard on one of the things I watched so why hasn't he showed up in the I last know. 10 years and he's pretty it. distinct looking right because he had really bright yeah. red hair and so it's, yeah, it's I guess unless tall. he dyes his hair constantly or shaves his head I don't know but also it didn't sound like things were going so terribly in his life what would instigate him disappearing yeah. I mean, I'm sure things weren't always perfect. He's a young adult getting his feet under him, and college isn't always easy and whatever. But not it doesn't seem like to the level of, I'm just going to disappear and be a new person now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully we need to find answers. him. We need some closure. Yeah. It's really sad. 
It's very sad. I I don't know. I, uh, as a parent, I just want to know what happened. So, do you have any idea what you're going to research next? No, I'm. But you always have good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did buy myself a book. Um, I think it takes place in Louisiana, maybe. Hmm. I'll have to look. But it's about eight uh, women who's who were murdered, and. But then I'm like, that's a lot of victims to cover. I almost feel like I, I'm like, now this makes sense why some podcasts either go two hours or have like four parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you need to give each victim a kind of a, yeah, you know, like, a good amount of time. Yeah. To- so I'm going to try to read it and see. Maybe. I think I heard about that case. Are they sex workers? I feel like, yeah. Feel, the book at least calls them the Jeff Davis Eight. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's just something this author came up with or if that's actually what people refer to them as. And I don't know who Jeff Davis is yet because I haven't read it yet. Uh, well, we'll see. Louisiana is a very interesting state, so mm-hmm. I've always wanted to visit. <laughs> For sure. Hey, I hear they have delicious food. I've never been there, but... Yeah, I hear that, too. Let <laughs> me um, <laughs> think. I feel like... Oh, I was going to mention, I know this is... What is this, like, our sixth one we've recorded now? Mm-hmm. We're trying to, like, iron out all the different rules and legalities to finally get published. And hopefully that's coming within this next week or so, because my husband's home on vacation and he's got the big old brains <laughs> to help me out. And um, the other thing I want to say is... You can follow us on Facebook. I'll put it in the show notes, a link to our Facebook. And if you ever have case recommendations or something you want to hear, or if maybe you think we missed some bit of information and you can say, hey, you covered such and such, but I was wondering, did you ever find an answer to this question? You Just let us know. We're happy to see if we can find the answer. Or maybe we looked and we just couldn't come across it. So if you know something we don't know, we're always willing to hear it. Yeah. Thank you for all your help. Yeah. So, until next time, and we'll bring you some more mysteries or maybe soft cases. You know, sometimes we need some closure. <laughs> yes. I think I think that for sure my next case is going to be one that we not only figure it's it's we found the body but also the person got convicted yeah I, I think we i need want some to good do closure. that i feel like yeah. we've done a lot of mysteries we're yes we're pulling our <laughs> hair out <laughs> okay well right. thank you so much emma i can't wait to hear your next one and i'll let you know through text or if we call each other if i find a good case <laughs> okay okay <laughs> next time friends bye bye bye